This episode is brought to you by Hapius, your one-stop shop for premium CBD products for half the price of the big guys. So go check out their website, hapiusmed.com, and grab yourself a tincture or a sleep aid if you have trouble sleeping or um, if you need just the holistic wellness of CBD uh, in a work-safe 30-milliliter bottle. They're great. I use them all the time. Uh, they even have a freeze roll-on that you can use on your muscles and joints after a long run or a long day at work or whatever you might need them for. So check them out. Again, that's hapiusmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. And today uh, I'll be joined by Matt Ball, a good friend of mine. Um, and we go over everything from uh, type 1 diabetes and the support group for that and uh, the current status of the economy and everything there. We even get into a little bit of tattoos. So uh, it'll be fun. And I'd like you to welcome Matthew Ball, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. What's up, brother? How's it going, dude? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Right on, just, dude. Just hanging out. <laughs> just like normal. <laughs> like normal. What's your normal? What's your new normal? My new normal? Working from home. I've been here since like the 13th of May. Oh, I barely no. left the house. I'm going crazy in here. <laughs> <laughs> dude. dude, that's nuts, man. It's good to see you. I like I like uh, your barber. We have Yeah, we have the same one, huh? We have the same one. Yeah. I was, did you ever learn how to do a straight razor? Yeah, I got you, dude. <laughs> I'm ready. That's awesome, man. That's so sweet. Oh, dude. Well, this will be this will be easy. In fact, I'm already recording, so we're just going to keep it light and breezy, bro. Sweet. There you go. Sweet. But um what so what happened with barber school? Tell me about it. Catch me up, dude. Yeah, so barber school like um I was just kind of worried about like health insurance and stuff because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I need that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. for sure. But also just like the timing wasn't good. Like I've a, had a bunch of stuff at work that was going on. Like I had taken on a new role and like, it just wasn't working out with like going to barber school and going to work. And so, yeah. I'll probably go back though. Like I already have this stuff and I've already done like a bunch of hours. So it'd be dumb to not finish it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you can take a break like that and then go right back. Yeah. That's I'll just true. have to like re-enroll, but I can pick back up from where I was. So that's sweet, dude. That's awesome. I, my wife went to cosmetology school and I always thought about being a barber, but I was same with you. Time is just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Time is weird because you got to put a lot of hours into that, right? Yeah, it's like a thousand hours in Utah, <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah, I know. I know a cosmetologist is is a lot because it took my wife quite a while to do it. Yeah, is she working in that now? She's, no, she does it from home now. So now she just does it out of her. She's been doing quarantine cuts. Quarantine cuts yeah, safely. 
mask yeah. <laughs> quarantine cuts, but you know, people aren't getting their haircut and then they're all the shot, like all the salons and barbershops are closed. So, you know, yeah, so pick up people here are coming through. Huh? Dude, seriously. It's yeah. But this whole, this whole thing has been crazy. Yeah, totally. It's crazy because like it just has changed a lot of the ways that we do things and like right. we interact from just like day-to-day stuff to like business and like grocery stores and mm-hmm. like people are never going to be okay with people just like I mean, it was already annoying to like be in line at Harmons or something and like <laughs> you can somebody standing right here behind you and you're yeah. like Yo, yeah. can you back up, please? <laughs> and now, especially, it's like, like, yeah, six seriously, feet dude. from the artwork, please, like, yeah. you need yeah. to back up. And I feel like it's gonna be like that going forward. Like, Jeez. it will always be kind of like back up, oh, like, please. yeah, <laughs> distance, please. Which, which I'm, which I'm cool with, because yeah. you're right. People sweat you all the time, man. <laughs> yeah, they do, <laughs> and like. Yeah, I'm not mad about it, but like, uh, even business, like, uh, yeah, I just read that Twitter is basically anybody who isn't necessary to be on site. They're like, uh, please work from home. Also, they give like an allowance, I guess, for like outfitting your space. So that's cool. Yeah, it's like a thousand bucks. I was like, "That's sweet." Let you can me do a lot with that. Opening at Twitter <laughs> <laughs> for a home office, dude. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's a good thing. I I think one thing that was cool to learn about two things was you can do a lot of the stuff like instead of going to work, you can do a lot of that stuff from home. And school, right? The kids, the kids are in school, but you can do a lot of school from home. Like I've yeah. I've always been online, never hey, had a problem. You- it gives you like a lot of flexible options, especially if like you work from home and then your kids just do school from home. It's like, you can just do whatever you want, man. Anything. Anything. So that's cool. man. So, Hey, real, I want to talk, I want to talk about something that I've seen that I haven't joined, but you have the, uh, you do your, you do your happy hour. What is that? Yeah. So I host a, a happy hour for type one diabetics. So, um, whenever I was diagnosed back in 2016, like, um, I started going to these events like all over the place, Atlanta, New York, Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, like just nuts everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I had a few places that I was supposed to travel to, especially during the spring Mm -hmm. and all of that got canceled. Like I was supposed to be in Amsterdam right now, but (laughs) that like got canceled. And uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, yo, like we could totally host something and have it be just online. Yeah. It's really cool because like not everybody is like me where they would just travel to go to a meetup mm-hmm. but especially like even if they live close to it like it can be really nerve-wracking to just go and interact socially with mm-hmm. people that you don't know at all or like barely know 
And so that's the nice thing about having them on Zoom is like if you get get overwhelmed or whatever, like your style is just different, like you can turn your camera off, you can turn your microphone off, you can just like sit back and chill. And so we have those ones. I actually have two. Uh, I have one on Tuesday and one on Fridays, but um yeah i'm on zoom all the time <laughs> working that but yeah so how many people show up to these things is it like a big deal here in utah or or out or like in about so the ones that are like in person they normally have like maybe a dozen two dozen people at them <sighs> okay. but um the ones online we've had like 30 40 50 people on them that's sweet yeah so and people all around the world get on them like we have uh people from finland that get on (laughs) south africa morocco it's like i can't even pronounce some of these places (laughs) like (laughs) and they're just in there and they chill and it's cool well that's really cool man so what is the so what do you do in these and like what is it like how do you help and, and what do you do with them well, you know me, I'm really laid back and I'm just like chill. So I know we, we just, uh, we just vibe, man. Like we, okay. uh, get to like have little icebreakers or like get to know people, but, um, we do try to keep it like focused on type one for at least, you know, half or 75% of the call. Mm-hmm. and so it's driven by the audience. So we have to introduce topics. So the way that we help is just like by sharing experiences about like uh, working with insurance or working with your doctor Mm -hmm. or like advocating for something with your government. Like um, those are some of the topics that we've had, but like type one, it's such a daily, like, even minute by minute thing that just talking about ways that people do things as far as like when they exercise, when they run, like when they do this or that to like help them to keep their blood sugar steady or like um, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a few of the things that we've talked about. And it's always interesting to see like, what people try and how creative they are, but also just like a lot of it is just tribal knowledge. And Mm -hmm. I think that's dope to like be able to have a forum where you can just share that and Mm -hmm. interact with and like ask questions. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, you brought up a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of. So, but one thing that I have been aware of that I've right. Just being an outsider looking at like our is insulin. Like that's a big deal. So what it, and then you hear about like all the, the pricing for it and like almost like as an outsider, I'm almost like, that's like price gouging, right? That's like way too expensive for that. So like, what is your experience with other people in that? And like, how do other countries deal with that besides us? Right. Because I think, I feel like for here, it's just like, it is what it is. And insurance companies got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Insulin, it's kind of interesting. So uh, one of the guys that um, 
developed or like I don't know if invented <laughs> is the right word, but you know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I got but like <clears throat> he sold the original patent for insulin for one dollar, mm. and he sold it for one dollar so that nobody would ever have to go without insulin and for it to never be astronomically priced. Mm. And it's interesting now because it's like, yeah, it's like astronomically priced now. <laughs> like, um, but it's like limited to the United States where it's like a huge burden. So like to give you just like a breakdown, yeah. like I get my insulin, I get three months at a time and I get 11 boxes and there are five pins in there. And each of those pins last me about three days. And so um, <clears throat> my insurance pays the pharmacy where I get my, my insulin. They pay them $6,000 for those Whoa. 11 boxes. Whoa. And there are two different main kinds of insulin. There's uh, fast-acting and then long acting mm -hmm. and I only have fast acting because I use an insulin pump. So mm -hmm. I don't need the other one because it's like a continuous drip, but mm -hmm. it would be like similar if I had long acting, it would be like a couple thousand dollars and that's, that's nuts every three months. And that's nuts. Yeah. That's so nuts. it's wild because um, my insurance covers it very well. Like I, of that, I pay just a fraction, mm. like a single digit fraction of that. Yeah. But okay. if, uh, I didn't have, if my insurance didn't cover it that way, some insurance, like you have to meet your deductible first and then they wow. cover like a percentage of it or like wow. some people don't have insurance then you just have to make do. So like, heck, yeah. So um, some insulin companies, they have like a financial assistance program where if you can't afford your copay or like if you don't have insurance, then you can get this card that you take to the pharmacy and then you pay like 35 bucks or something for it. But a yeah. lot of people, they don't qualify for it because the, like, the requirements, they're kind of weird, right? So, mm -hmm. um, in other countries, though, it was interesting because there's a girl that was on my call yesterday, mm -hmm. and she is from New York, but she lives in Australia now, and so um, you can't get their insurance in Australia, like, right away. They have, like, a national healthcare system. Okay. But she said even without insurance, if she went to the pharmacy, it's only $100 there. That's way different than six grand. <laughs> yeah. I feel like and if you had to afford, if you had to afford $100 for insulin, you could, right? Yeah, totally. Versus six grand every three months. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. So, so what, like, so what kind of advocate groups are out there to like 
help change this or like how does it change like what do you yeah. do um so in utah they recently put a cap on the um copay that uh insurance companies could charge mm. um and there's a lot of that legislation that's happening all across the country mm-hmm. um there's a few groups um insulin for all uh is the name of one of them uh and then there are a few other ones that um, do that kind of advocacy work at, as well. But I think insulin for all is like the foremost one for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that most people think of. But um, I mean, Utah, that was awesome. Colorado, I think they've done that and like a mm-hmm. few other states. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's bananas. Like wow. just having $6,000 of insulin like six thousand of anything really yeah, that's it's nuts. like yeah, yeah. but that's, that's one of the big advocacy groups is insulin for all for sure okay well that's re- that's crazy because i i knew i always knew that it was like really expensive or even kind of um not not necessarily hard to get but like hard, hard to come by like because if you don't have insurance like what do you do if you don't have insurance yeah i don't know what, what do people do if they don't have insurance? If you don't have insurance, um, I mean, technically, the emergency room, they can't turn you away right? if you show up there. And so if worse came to worst and yeah. you ended up in the ER, like maybe they would have some samples or something to send home with you. But oh, that's man. not a long-term solution. Right, so, yeah a lot of people just look into uh, those discount cards or Mm. um, there's, it's kind of controversial, but there are Facebook groups where they trade supplies. So some people trade like insulin pump supplies for insulin or like, you know, because you can't resell it. Like that, really against the law but yeah trading stuff i think <laughs> i don't know i'm not a attorney or police officer <laughs> so i don't know but that's, but, but that's nuts that that's what it has to come to sometimes yeah and that's or people will go to canada or mexico like you can just yeah hop right over and go and get some and come back. And apparently it's like super cheap in both places. That's nuts. Why do you think it's so expensive here? I think here, like the marketized like healthcare system where, you know, it's so volatile and it's so competitive that it's like they have to, well, cause it like starts at the top, right? Like, Mm -hmm. You have the person who makes the insulin, but they have somewhere they're getting the products from to Mm -hmm. like make the packaging Mm -hmm. somewhere they're getting like the chemicals or like components that go in it. And then like, there's that whole research part. Like there's a ton there. So that's like everywhere that has that. Right. So then you have here, like, it goes from your doctor to the insurance company to the pharmacy. The pharmacy has somebody that does it. Pharmacists like 
it has to go all of these different places. Yeah. And like not all of them work together. So it like makes this competition happen. Which I think is always nuts. Personally, like insurance and like the healthcare system, like there's got to be a change, man. Yeah. I, you know, I work with, uh, I work in the car industry and, and we see credit a lot. And it's so sad when I see somebody who like they have bad credit or they have a bankruptcy or something like, uh, like a good looking family. Um, and they have bad credit because they got sick. Yeah. And they went to, they had to go to the hospital and now they got 500 grand, you know, or something like that. And they, you know, they can't pay for that. It's just, it's nuts. And I'll be honest, I don't have the answer for it. Uh, and, and it's kind of frustrating. I have some ideas, but man, what we have right now, I don't feel like works a ton. No. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it's just like, you know, it's crazy to think about like, homie back in the day, Frederick Banting, like <laughs> pulling through with the insulin yeah. and he sold the patent for $1. And now that, that was for the whole patent. And now yeah. I get 11 boxes for $6,000. Wow. How did they get away with that? That's criminal, man. That's not cool. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I guess they just like, change stuff about it and then get a patent on that. So like it's way different from the original one, but it's like crazy to see that mindset that he had and to like see where it's at today. But it's like totally just a numbers game, right? Like uh, it's all about, they got to bring home the bacon. So I guess, man. <laughs> that's that thick cut hardwood smoked bacon. Yeah, that's prime from Harmon's because Harmon's. Yep. Bacon. That's Harmon's bacon right there. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Oh my gosh. So, so you got, so you got diagnosed in 2016. What was that journey like? Like, what was that for you? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because, uh, there are a lot of people that are diagnosed when they're younger. Um, But just as many people each year are diagnosed with type one that are older as are younger. So it used to be thought that like it just happened when you were a kid, but uh, I was 23, I Mm. think Mm. not real sure, but uh, I, and a lot of times it's dramatic, like uh, you end up in a coma or like you get super sick or like it usually involves like ending up in the hospital. And yeah. mine was for normal, like I went and I was having like normal lab work done mm-hmm. um, and they saw on there, there's a value called an A1C. Mm-hmm. It's a aggregate of your blood sugar over the last 90 days about. Okay. And so they use it for both type one and type two diabetes. Okay. Um, and they use it especially for diagnosing type two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm not big, but I've never missed any meals. So, um, yeah, so it's like a lot of times people associate type two with, um, like 
weight or mm-hmm. uh, exert activity level or things like that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the clinic that I went to, it was just like a student clinic at my university. Okay. And the, they were like, well, you are pre-diabetic. And they were saying pre-type 2 diabetic. Mm. And they were like, so we're going to put you on this medicine and we want you to come back. And that medicine is awful. Like it messes your stomach up so bad. And so then I went like three months later and it had gone up. And so if I had type two and I was taking the medicine, it would go down. Mm. And so I was like, can I see uh, another provider? Like, I just want some other testing done and they didn't want to do it. And so then I saw a different doctor and he looked at my chart for like one minute and he was (laughs) like, you're not type two diabetic. And he was like, but we're going to run some additional testing to uh, see what it is, but it's probably type one. And so I did, it's antibody testing that you do, mm-hmm. so, which is like a big word right now with uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Right? yeah, with the COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there are five antibodies that uh, type ones can or typically do have. Um, and if you have one, you're like, developing it two it's in its early onset and three it's like really coming in hot and like four and five you've already you're already experiencing daily symptoms of type one and so I had three of them and so that meant that my body uh didn't have all of the antibodies that attack like the cells that make insulin or like are responsible for that, but I had a bunch of them. And so, um, I needed a little help. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, I, uh, started going to a specialist. I went the very next day. Um, and I wasn't on insulin initially. Um, there are some medicines that, uh, work with the way that your uh, digestive system processes glucose. Okay. And I was on one of those first. And then I was going every week, dog, to the, uh, <laughs> to the doctor. I was like, this is nuts. And so oh, then man. like a month later, I <clears throat> think my doctor was like, we need to have you on long acting insulin. So it's just once a day or sometimes twice a day. And so I got on that. And then just as it went on, like my needs changed and like, then I was on fast acting with meals and then just to correct if like my blood sugar is out of whack during the day. Um, So it was kind of hard though, um, just because I had gone for, you know, 23, 24 years of eating, doing whatever. And like, I can still eat or do whatever, but it's like, there's a lot of planning to like, you know, if I want to eat this 
whole yeah. thing of Ben and Jerry's, like <laughs> I can totally send it, but like I have to think about what that means for me later. Like, <laughs> and I have to be like, you yeah. know, I got to make sure I dose for it. And like, then I have right. to be watching it. And so yeah. it like just makes it kind of a pain, but oh, geez, man. I still keep that Ben and Jerry's on lock. Well, hey, yeah, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that's that's nuts, man. But do you feel like it's been a good like? Do you feel like you've accepted that and like have come to terms with it and like are bettering yourself for it? Yeah, for sure. Like that was my thing. Uh, a lot of people um, are rightfully like upset <clears throat> or they can't really come to terms with it or right. they don't, they want to pretend like it's not a thing or, but I mean, the day after I went to the specialist in uh, Salt Lake, they had an event for type ones at the U mm-hmm. and I was there the day after that. So yeah. two days after I was diagnosed I was at an event for type one diabetics and I like, I was like, I just want to connect with people and like everybody can learn something from everybody else. But also like, it's just nice to know that there are other people that are living normal lives and doing like really dope stuff. And it's like, then from there I just started going to like, meetups wherever um or hosting them or just doing whatever so that was good because it gave me a space to connect with other people and then just now instagram makes it so easy um just to connect with type ones and yeah so yeah go ahead it's nice because it's like again like whatever your style is like are you gonna be way into it are you gonna be just like uh i'm a type one but i don't like to talk about it a lot you can also <laughs> be like that and so it's really cool that uh, yeah okay i like that do you feel um like other people uh you know they benefit from those groups um have you ever had people like come in kind of like standoffish like how do you how do you handle like you know, the people who are like, I'm supposed to be here, but you know, I don't want to be here right now. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, (laughs) what is that like? Um, If it's on Zoom, it's a little different because it's like chill and there are not like strong personalities there (laughs) anyway, that it's like, you just kind of blend into the background, but it's like, at the same time, we do want people to be involved. And so like at the beginning we do introductions and like um, everybody participates in those. And then um, a lot of times if I know someone is that is in there and I know they know something about a topic that I'm going to bring up, I'll be like, yo, like so-and-so like, what do you think about this? Or like, (laughs) tell us a story about that. Or like, I just call them out. You know me like, well, yeah, um, you got to. But like in person, it's really a lot easier because people just go off into their own groups and then they just mingle organically. But sure. Yeah. I think it's just like uh, vibing with people and just like working with them to interact. But 
Yeah. So I, I think, you know, because it, it sounds like for you, you just jumped right into it. Right. And that's kind of the mentality that a lot of, you know, like the type A personalities have, we just, you know, we, we run with it. Right. We, you know, it is what it is. It happened. Right. Let's go. But like, what are your tips for people who are coming up with like either like type one diabetes or like another uh, struggle in their life or something like that? Like, how do you, like, what, what do you do? Like, how do you help those kind of people? Yeah, that is the awesome thing about technology and like being in today is there are so many ways to connect with people and there are so many like things that you can do. And, you know, it's always interesting whenever we get someone on our calls because I'll usually do a poll and just ask like, is this your first meetup Mm. of any kind? Is this your first Zoom meetup or have you never been to anything before? Mm -hmm. And we get people sometimes that have never been to anything. And it's like, for me, it was a way to escape and to kind of release that like frustration or like, anger like sadness of like you know you feel like your body betrayed you in a a bit (laughs) and it's like there are people that have the same thing that happened to them and it's like you can just interact with them and see how they cope but I think it's good to just be like have that community so that you know you're not the only one and I think that would be like my advice is to just you know, get in wherever you fit in and get in (laughs) wherever you feel comfortable. But interacting with people is so beneficial, especially just like learning from each other. Yeah. That reminds me of the, I read a book once, it was called Lost Connections by Johan Harry. And uh, he, they were talking more about like, um, you know, his book was a focus on like anxiety and depression, which like, I feel like if you get a diagnosis like this, right, it can lead to some of those other mental health kind of issues. And he was talking about how like connection is the big thing, right? Like, you know, he made the thing about, he made the analogy of like someone's grandma. So someone grandma goes in and they get a, and the grandma gets like a new hip, right? Um, and she gets this, you know, basically what, what she gets is morphine and morphine is just basically like really clean heroin. Right. Um, but she's got family there and she's got kids there. Right. Um, but when she comes out and she gets it every day and when she comes out of the hospital, she's not a heroin addict, right. She's not like going to the corner for another, you know, score or whatever, but she, instead she, just goes on and lives her life. Right. And, and his, <laughs> his argument is that the reason, the difference is, is connection. Like gra- grandma had people there and love there. And she like, she wasn't, she was going to that. And, and obviously there's like medical reasons, right. And pain and stuff. But his main point was that she had connections, that she had people around her and that she didn't need whatever like a drug or an addiction would give you. Right. And so, like the, the, those kind of communities can really help out people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, a lot of people, they do, especially whenever they are younger, when they're diagnosed, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of therapy that happens. Like 
if you're uh, diagnosed at like a children's hospital, there's usually a social worker and like, Mm -hmm. um, there's all kind of people that come with it. And mental health is something that's so important. And it's like, just daily life can impact that. But especially to have like something else put on top of it. It's like, give me a break. Like, now, did you have people like that you that you gravitated towards that you like reached out to or like when you were in these communities that you found that helped you out? Um, yeah, I did. Like I just at first I just found like any type one who would uh, who was out there. And I was like, I don't really know what the deal is, like what's going on in here. So I'm just going to. Like, inter- I'm going to interact with everybody. And Sounds like Matthew fortunately, Paul. I've never had a problem with that. But there totally are like, yeah, exactly. So they're like, there's totally though, like people who like play football or like fashion people or like people who ride their bike a ton or there's like people who are just like me who just like, do normal stuff all day and like um so there's a bunch of different ways like people you could connect with so once I kind of figured that out <laughs> it took me a minute but then I was like I need to uh, find people that I vibe with and just go with it and so yeah, yeah there's a guy his name is also Matt and oh. he has the same barber as us too but uh <laughs> he uh <laughs> he had a a meetup in Los Angeles and it was just a few months after I was diagnosed and like uh we like uh chatted a lot on Instagram and then like I went to that meetup and it was just really cool like he's really artistic and like uh always working on something crazy so uh we get along super well there's a ton of other people though that now I just like am in the community and have my own little group so that's sweet, man. Now I'm going to, I'm going to jump topics real quick because I, I love your tattoos <laughs> and I love, here's what I love the most though, Matt. I love a good tattoo story because. A good tattoo story. <laughs> ta- what, so what was your first tattoo and like, um, and like, why'd you get it? And what was the story? <laughs> Yeah, so my first tattoo was uh, on my ankle. So we're going to do some little gymnastics over here (laughs) so you can see it. I don't know if you can see it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So like uh, in 2012, before I came to Utah for the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, before we met and became homies, um, I had a friend that died and I'm not trying to bring the mood down, but like right. you asked for the story. Yeah, so. no, it's good. It, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> so the last night that we had hung out, we were just like in his driveway talking. And we it was like, dude, like if you ever got a tattoo, what would you get? And I was like, yo, I'd get an anchor on my ankle because I think that's super funny. And so <laughs> yeah. then he died. And then... Uh, he died a week later and then, uh, like two and a half years later, Mm -hmm. one day, uh, I was getting ready to go to Southern Utah and, um, I went to put gas in my car 
And I was thinking about it and I had been thinking about getting it for a long time. Yeah. And I was pumping gas and I was like, I just want to go see how much this would cost. Yeah. And so I typed in like tattoo studios near me and yeah. I went to the first one that was on there. <laughs> and so I get in there and I like tell them what I want. And the guy was like, yeah, here's the stencil. And he like put it on there. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I already have like the stuff ready. Like I could just set it up and we could do it now. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go for it. And yeah. so then like I got, it only took like two minutes maybe. Yeah. And so then I leave and I have it. It's like, I just went to get gas in my car <laughs> and now I have like a tattoo. <laughs> That's a great story. That's a yeah. tattoo story, man. <laughs> so, go put gas in your uh, car, ended up with a tattoo. That's sweet. First of all, uh, definitely research is key on uh, <laughs> finding a good artist, but I wasn't trying to get anything crazy, so it was fine. But like right. the rest of them, I've done a lot more research and put a lot more uh, – time and effort into the design of them for sure. <laughs> are you building, are you building a collection? Are you going for a sleeve? Are you going to be all tatted up? Are you going to keep it one side or what? Yeah. So I um, am almost done with this arm. I just have this little space right here. Yeah. Yeah. And then some filler work that needs to go in. But yeah. I mean, I already started on this arm. So so two sleeves. I'm cool with it. We're, That's sweet, man. We're going for it. <laughs> That's way, that's way nuts. It was funny because I got the first one. It was funny because I got the first one and then I was like, oh, that's going to be my only one. And <laughs> this was my second one and it okay. was like a week later. <laughs> a week later from the first one. That's but crazy. I, was like, oh, this will be my only one. Yeah, yeah. That's and I just collected them since. So it's kind of fun. You just like add one whenever, but. Yeah, just go, just rock and roll, man. I can dig it. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I know a lot of people who have them and I've never had one, but I, you know, that's just me. But whatever, everybody got their own thing, man. Do you, man? You know what I mean? What would you get if you got a tattoo? That's, oh, that's what good, I need to know. Yeah, that well, you know, I'm Hawaiian, so I'd go right for my tribal Polynesian. <laughs> You'd have tribal for days. Yeah. Those are yeah. sick. Yeah, I'd do I'd do like a three quarter a three quarter sleeve or something like that with just like my tribal stuff. I don't know. Maybe one day. I don't know. That would be awesome. <laughs> I um I'm trying to think of who I saw. There is like this really cool like tribal half sleeve that I saw on somebody uh-huh. and they would go to Hawaii to get it. Like, yeah. Wow. So, well, yeah, you can't, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I was like, if you're, so if you're Polynesian, if you're not Polynesian and you have tribal, okay. I mean, I, I don't know about that, but yeah. if, you're Poly, <laughs> if you're Polynesian and you have tribal, you, it, you have to get it done by another Polynesian guy who's been doing it forever. Right. 
can't be like the white guy in Bountiful gave me my tribal tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like me, I was like, oh, I should get like something tribal. And it's like, mm. you're the whitest person. <laughs> like your family came from England. Yeah. Yeah. Did not stop in any yeah. island and right. came <laughs> over to the south and then have been there since. So it's like, yeah. you know, you cannot get a tribal tattoo, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. That's but that's like Japanese, like mm. tattooing. Yeah. A lot of people will get them. Like there's a lot of tradition that goes mm. into tattooing but especially like a lot of Japanese like tattoo styles and so a lot of people that you can find someone to do it but like if you want the real deal you gotta go to like Tokyo (laughs) to get that or like you gotta go to Hawaii or to wherever like Well, whatever that, island you're from, or yeah. like find my here who's been doing it, who learned from my there. Oh yeah, man, absolutely, and that's yeah, it's so true. It's it's, like, um, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. So, are you uh, are you so you're with type one di- diabetes? You're a really big advocate in that world. Um, are you are you advocates anywhere else? Like, are you because I, I know you you're all over the place. So like, where, where are you all over the place? Where are you at, man? Yeah, I mainly it's type one. Um, (laughs) I also work, uh, with, it's really just type one. Like that takes up a lot of time, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) other than that, like just working on, um, like, AIDS and HIV research is something that's big for me. Um, So I work with the Utah Department of Health. Um, They have a board for the prevention of the spread of HIV and like um, some kind of like strategizing for especially like the homeless population in Utah um, and just like advancing research that way. But that one um, it's more like administrative that I do stuff with. Like, yeah. um, so this is definitely more like feet on the ground, like mm-hmm. working on it. So <laughs> that's way cool. Yeah. Other Cause that's that, another big one, watch, man. Yeah. Other than that, I just watch Netflix. That's literally it. <laughs> that's great, dude. <laughs> Why not, man? But I think, you know, but it's good to like get involved, especially if, if you're like there with people, right? Like, I was, um, we had one of the things that I was really passionate about that I, that I was getting involved with was, um, suicide prevention. Like that's a big deal here, uh, in Utah, especially. Right. So I was in like, um, you know, volunteering with the crisis text line and crisis, uh, counseling and stuff like that, because, you know, that's something that I was really passionate about. And that's what I would want to like, let people know is like, um, whatever you want to get involved in, you can get involved in. And I think you you hit it on the head earlier with like technology. Like if you don't have to like go find, although you can go to Amsterdam, you can go to like 50 million places, right? (laughs) But you can just log on to your computer too, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. How easy was it for you to find, like to first find like your type one diabetes, like family? 
It was really easy because they all just use like hashtags and like That's you amazing. just type in like type one diabetic and like <laughs> there they are. And it's like um, yeah. at first I feel like, yeah, I followed people and I like would interact minimally, but like then it turned into like, oh, I can like be friends with these people and like yeah. really interact with them and like get to know them. Right. And because it's kind of like Instagram, it has not even been around forever. Like, right. Right. So I think, you know, it's become more common to like have online friends like that through Instagram. Yeah. And so it was just like working on it that way. But it was really easy and I feel like it's easy now. Like I will have people that message me and be like, I was diagnosed today. Like, and here I am. Or like I was diagnosed a few months ago, but like I didn't know who to connect with or how, or like, you know, if that was cool to do. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, like totally like (laughs) come on and connect with us. Like, yeah. So, um, it was really easy though to get connected for sure. Yeah. Well, all I got to say is I'm glad there's people like you out there. Cause that's scary to be like that yeah. vulnerable, right. To like put yourself out there like, Hey, you know, this is my new me. Right. Cause it's almost yeah. like that, right. Like you're trying to figure out what to do from here. I think a big source of anxiety too is like, um, my, I, my family has always worked in kind of like medical backgrounds. And so, and like, I always watched house growing up and like, I just like have always been kind of like in the know, you know, like medically, but like, if you don't have the frame of reference for medical related things, that Mm -hmm. can also be really stressful because you don't know, like, how to work with your insurance company or like kidding what this means in relation to that or like, you know, it can get super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's another thing. Like it just helps to have people to connect with that you can be like, Hey, my insurance said this. And then I can be like, uh, that's not right. Like call your insurance <laughs> company back or like, tell your doctor's office to call your insurance because that's not right. And it's like, um, it's, that's like a big thing I think about too. Like, not that I'm a big deal or anything, but like, what if I didn't (laughs) know anything like medical wise, like that would just compound it and be like, Whoa, not only do I have type one that I know nothing about, Mm -hmm. I have to work with like insurance now that I don't know anything about. And like, all these other things that come with it. Jeez. Yeah. That's so true because there's so many things that you don't think about when you have to do that kind of stuff, which, but good, like that you can find people. And that's what, that's what anybody out there should do, right? If you, if you're struggling, just go, just type, just search hashtags on Instagram. That's a great way. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's it. You can totally find people that way. (laughs) For better or for worse. <laughs> that, that's very true. Yes, be careful. It always like I I don't we're not old. We're like twenty six, man. And uh and yeah, I remember yeah. Instagram coming up. Like I remember before pre Instagram, 
like very well. That's nuts, man. The, the world is changing and technology is advancing and for the good, for good and for worse, I guess. Right. Jeez, dude. Well, man, like that's it. And that, and I appreciate you talking to us about that and being willing to come on and like, just share your experiences with us and, um, and helping us out. I, I mean, if there is any, if there's one thing that you could leave with, like if, if somebody out there is afraid to like reach out to somebody with whatever they're doing, like what advice do you give them? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, just like with anything, uh, everyone, when you're diagnosed with something, when you start a new job, when you like yeah. start school, really you have to start somewhere yeah. and everybody has been frustrated. They've been happy. Like there've been all kinds of emotions that go with everything. Yeah. And so it's like, that would be my advice is just like, remember that everybody started somewhere and wow. not all people are bad. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you're, there's going to be a bad apple in every bunch, but like there's going to be tons of dope people that want to help you. And so it's like, just keep pushing and grinding until you like find that person that's like, that you really get along with and that like yeah. you feel comfortable with and like uh, interacting with them. But that would be my, my piece. There. <laughs> yeah. Dude, because the media and like the news, they do such a good job of telling us like all the bad people that are out there. But there's so many, there's so many people that just don't, like if, if somebody, you know, if somebody randomly messaged me on Instagram for whatever reason, it'd be like, oh yeah, for sure, man, let's do this. There's so many good people out there and there's so many people ready to help that we just don't even know because we don't even ask. So yes, absolutely. There's more nice people out there than you realize. There's more people who just, who don't care like who you exactly. are and like where you came from. You know, they just want to help. Jeez, man. Well, hey, yeah, totally. dude, thank you uh, so much for just talking with me and helping me out and uh and we and we'll do this again man we'll we'll uh, we'll talk again brother no problem dude yeah thanks for having me on <laughs>